Welcome to Let's Talk Seniors, thanks to Anglican Care. In today's episode, Michelle and I talk about pension loan schemes with financial planner Julian Payne from Three Pillars Wealth Management. A fascinating topic, Julian is well known for his ability to make complex financial concepts easy to understand, which I think you're really going to have to with me, Julian. Uh, Julian is a certified financial planner and is aged care accredited and has over 12 years experience as a senior financial planner. Welcome, Julian, and thanks for coming in today. Thanks for having me. Um, Let's start with the basics. What is a pension loan scheme and how does it work? So the pension loan scheme is actually a government initiative which, uh, whereby they take control of your house, so a caveat over your home, and effectively they pay you a regular ongoing income stream. Now, many people might have heard of these before in something similar uh, with something like a reverse mortgage. Yes, I was about to say I've heard of that concept, but not this particular concept, Julian. Yeah, so a reverse mortgage is a little bit different in the fact that it can you know, take out lump sums and things like that using the equity of your home. However, with this one, the government just pays you a, regularly fortnight, a regular fortnightly payment uh, on top of your age pension entitlements. It sounds like a scheme that could be very popular among seniors. Uh, Who is eligible? Uh, Well, basically, you know, there's sort of four main criteria. So you need to own your own home and that that residence needs to be in Australia. Um, So it can actually be your own home, can be an investment property or can also be a retirement uh, village um, style ownership structure. With that, then you need to be over age pension age or one one of the couple needs to be over age pension age and receiving government support. We need to have adequate insurance on the property. And then finally, you know, you're not allowed to be bankrupt to uh, be able to access the scheme. And so tell us, Jules, you've got everyone listening now. How much extra income can those who take up the scheme receive? So the, the increase in the age pension is up to 150% of the age pension amount. So to give you an idea, a full age pension for a couple currently is around $36,000 a year. Uh, so what that means is you can effectively get an additional $18,000 a year of income coming through to you. So it's a, a really good increase. And when you look at the studies that have been done around what a, a modest and a comfortable lifestyle mean in retirement, so a lot of the surveys say for a modest lifestyle, you need about $40,000 a year as a couple. And for a comfortable lifestyle around 62,000. So with the pension loan scheme, effectively at 54 and a half odd thousand dollars, you're pretty close to a comfortable lifestyle, meaning- Is that per couple, Jules? Yeah, that's yep. per couple, yep. Yep. Okay. Yeah, that means that you're, you know, you're able to have private health cover and you know keep the electricity, you know, on and the heaters burning through winter and things like that. So like it's really a, a you know good increase on a regular basis. Do you know of any seniors who have taken up this scheme, and if so, how did it benefit them? Yeah, well, there's a few cases and it's become more popular recently. And a lot of that's because uh, it recently got revamped whereby you could actually uh, draw up to the 150% of the age pension. Previously, it was only 100% of the age pension. So if you're on the full pension before, you couldn't really get any benefits. So now there is more traction starting to, to come through. And I think, you know, there's a number of scenarios where it does become helpful. And I think partly of that is around the planning going forward. So when you're starting to retire, if you can think about maybe accessing the equity in your home later on down down the track, you know, you might decide to spend an extra ten or fifteen thousand dollars a year and live that lifestyle that you want to, you know, knowing that you've got the house as a as a bit of a backup. But And so does the government own your house then, Jules, or is it still in your name? Or? Well, yeah, it's a great question. So it's still in your name, but they effectively take a caveat over the property. So it's almost like a mortgage, like when you're with the bank and you know, so they because they're lending you the money it's almost okay. like having the, the mortgage right. with the bank it's like yeah. yeah okay that makes more sense to me yep. yeah because i think people could be a bit put off by that concept where you said earlier on the government 
takes control. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a bit of an off-putting <clears throat> well, concept, especially for some at the people. moment. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So no. So they effectively have yeah they have the mortgage. So that caveat just means that if you sell the property, you know, obviously, you know, that's part of how you might need to repay the debt. Yes, that um, was one of my other questions about. So if you wanted to sell the property. How does that work? Yeah, so you can, I mean, you know, still your property to sell. It's just that obviously when you do sell that and it's obviously the the caveat's registered with the lands office and things like that. So they'll be informed and so you just need to then clear the debt at that point in time. Okay. But I've got also, like I've got one example where, you know, I've got clients at the moment who are in their early 70s. You know, they've been living, you know, a really good income in in retirement of about $60,000 a year. Is that from superannuation? Yeah, primarily from super. But that's actually been running, running out and like a lot of Australians, you know, their biggest... Of that, this generation in particular, they don't have a lot of super, is that right? Yeah, well, well, partly that. So, I mean, now, you know, with super guarantee only being, you know, uh, compulsory from the early 90s, you're right, people retiring now have got less superannuation and, and for most people retiring at the moment, most of their wealth is in their family home. And so a lot of people will get to retirement and potentially pull out their super to pay off their mortgage and then, you know, go on the age pension from there. So... These clients, you know, have got a, a you know a well-valued property. Uh, they want to stay where they are, so their number one goal is to stay there till they're 80, 85 years of age. And as their super's running down, they know that they're going to need to access some of that equity in their home to be able to continue to to have the lifestyle that they've got. And the other benefit for them is at the moment, you know, they've got some grandkids who, you know, have got some health issues that they want to help out with. So it's giving them that ability to, a bit you more know, choice and yeah, that's right, and and able to you know help the kids and be able to you know see them enjoy it you know rather than you know just passing on this big lumpy asset after they're gone so yeah i think that's a good point as well jules that that ability to help while they're here yeah and so jules you talked about when people downsize they have to pay the loan back what are the other circumstances when when do you pay this loan back so yeah so basically i mean there's three main you know times that you might pay so yeah if you're downsizing your house which again is probably where i see another you know element of popularity going to come in with this scheme i mean there's so much cost involved in downsizing your home you know the selling costs you know the stamp duty to get back in somewhere else so it's a real consideration but also you know if you're living in an environment where you're really comfortable and you know the services and you know your home you know people and don't you have your networks which cannot be underestimated <coughs> yeah, i think you as don't you get leave. older yeah why would yeah. you want to leave that area absolutely and that can create a lot of anxiety for you know elderly Australians where they might be forced to move somewhere where they don't have that comfort and that confidence and then you know that could create social isolation issues yeah and I think just the process of moving for people is such a huge overwhelming sort of process and and getting rid of all your stuff if you're downsizing can be really quite hard for people to come to terms with yeah it is so so the downsizing I mean you know clients you might move into aged care you know you might require some additional help and support from a medical perspective of which case you know that's when you might sell your home you know, if your circumstances change, you can actually pay the loan back at any stage. So if you come into an inheritance or something like that, you know, you might decide to pay that out if you don't want to continue that on anymore. Uh, and then obviously the final one, you know, if you pass away, you know, at that stage, you know, your your asset will usually get sold through the estate and then that's where the loan will get dealt with at that point in time. And we forgot to mention interest costs. What are they? Well, yep, nothing's uh, nothing's free uh, in this world. <laughs> no, uh, but the government, uh, they set the interest rate. So currently it's 4.5%. Um, and the way that works, so it's a bit above what a standard mortgage rate might be, but most of the banks, if you're in your early 70s, aren't going to lend you money and allow you to effectively not pay that back until you've sold your house. So what happens is that interest actually compounds into the loan. So, you know, if you think of the example of, you know, a couple on the full age pension, 
earning $36,000 a year from the age pension if they take another 18 odd thousand dollars from this scheme you know over the year with the compounded interest at the end of the term at the end of the year that might be up for 19 odd thousand dollars that they then need to pay back so it's not something that's coming out of their regular cash flow but if you think you know if they want to stay there for the next 10 years you know they might be end, end up with a debt of around say $250,000 that would then need to be paid back at that time where they do downsize the house. Tell your friends about Let's Talk Seniors by Anglican Care. They want to be hip too. I'm loving this, Jules, because I just have been very unfamiliar with this whole concept. Uh, And it does sound too good to be true almost. So do many people access this scheme and are there any pitfalls that you see? Yeah, look, it's, um, as I said before, because the scheme's only really recently been revamped, I think that you know, people will start to look at this um, and, and again part of the early planning stages as people are retiring thinking they might decide to live and spend more money in the early years of active retirement holidays. Knowing, yeah and holidays and yeah. traveling you know knowing that they could then use the equity in their home further down the track so I think it might actually have a bit more of a, a staged you know effect yeah. of the popularity but definitely since it's it's been opened up a bit more um, you know certainly times like now where things like with COVID going on and the share market dropping you know another reason people might use that might be and also because interest rates are low but people might decide that they don't want to sell an asset at the moment while the market's really down yeah and they might say well maybe we can hold on to those and continue to get an income from there you know obviously being able to access that equity at a a relatively reasonable rate of interest might be something they might do to sort of complement that and Jules I was going to ask um I think a lot of people out there think that they need lots of money to seek the advice of a financial planner such mm. as yourself. Is that the case or uh, someone that is on a sort of modest income that owns their own home, could they come to you for advice about this sort of stuff? Yeah, I think definitely. And I think the important part about this and, you know, you asked about what some of the costs are and the pitfalls. I mean, getting advice to make sure that it's right for your situation is really critical, you know, and, and some of the, the areas you need to consider are, you know, the cost of the interest and what that's going to mean, you know, that you've got to pay for you know the the mortgage effectively or the caveat to be registered at the lands office um the government actually pays for the valuations on the property so that when they do the valuation then then it's based on your age and and you know the value of your home and things as to how much you can get Mm-hmm. But the main other area that I think probably requires advice is, you know, the big issue with these things, similar to reverse mortgages over the years, has really been, you know, around the beneficiaries of the estate and, and you know, the kids or... Yeah, I was going to raise that actually yeah. <laughs> as a pretty valid point. Do kids usually support this sort of scheme for their loved ones or... Uh, I think it depends on the kids. Yeah. Uh, you know, um, you know, <laughs> spending, the, spending the kids' inheritance now has gone to another level where, you know, up until now, I think people were happy to spend all of their cash and all of their super and, and just leave the kids the house. Whereas, you know, I think nowadays, you know, maybe people might go that step further and, and start to use some of that equity in their home. Yeah. Well, um, it's an interesting concept and our podcast is all about health and well-being and I think mm. financial well-being is Definitely. a really important concept and part of that. And, yeah. and if this leads to a good quality of life worth looking at for sure. Jules, can we just go back a bit? So is there any flexibility with the scheme? So do you have to just say you just want to top up your income a little bit, but you don't want to take the whole 150% that you mentioned before. Is there flexibility that I can just get an extra, say, 10,000 a year? 
Yeah, absolutely. So you can you can choose, as I say, it's based, um, there's factors around your age, the value of your home and things like that. So there is a calculation that gives you what the maximum amount that you can take is. But yeah, definitely, you know, you can choose anywhere up to that amount. And if you just feel that you want to have an extra holiday every year over to Bali for $5,000 a year, you know, you could factor that in. But remembering it is a regular income payment. So it's not like a lump sum that mm. they will pay you. So it's a fortnightly payment. So if you're getting $5,000 a year, you know, that might be an extra $200 a fortnight. So it then comes down to what do you want to actually spend that money? Can you just mm-hmm. go over the figures again? Because we talked about them earlier in the podcast, but you know, that was, mm. I've forgotten already. I know. <laughs> my, my poor non-financial brain is spinning. Yeah, no, that's all good. So, uh, I mean, I use the, the couple as the example. So the full age pension is around $36,000, $37,000 a year. And the government will pay you an additional, you know, effectively another 50% on top of that which brings it to about $54,000, a year. Per couple. Per couple that you can be getting. Yeah, so for a single, probably about $36,000 a year, which as I say, based on the studies, you know, is leaving, giving you the ability to live a really comfortable lifestyle. Mm. Um, you know, maybe do a bit more travel or maybe help the kids out a little bit more, um, you know, in terms of the ongoing expenses and, and things like that. You've spent a lifetime creating a home. It's where you belong. As you age, Anglican Care's home life can help you remain happy and independent in your very own home. Find out how at anglicancare.com.au. And so finally, Jules, um, if seniors listening at home are thinking, oh, that sounds good to me, where do they go for more information? So I guess there's a couple of areas, but I mean, uh, as it's a government-based scheme and the way that you apply, you know, you actually go through the MyGov account online uh, is the way for the application. Um, but, you know, you can do some more reading on the Services Australia um, website, uh, servicesaustralia.com.au. You know, you can go into a settling office and have a discussion, uh, you know, but they also recommend that you do seek either financial and or legal advice. Because the Centrelink offices have financial advisors, do they, Jules? Uh, like a financial assistance service or something yeah, like that? Yeah, like a financial yeah. information service. Yes, yep. that's it. Yeah, yeah. okay. Um, so they can, you know, help you. Uh, you know, they won't provide advice on the, the best no. way forward, um, but they will actually be able to tell you, you know, yeah, the rules and how it, it works yeah. and, you know, how it, it could work for you. And, I mean, I think the part around advice, and we spoke a bit about beneficiaries before, but, you know, I mean, the hard part here is if you... You, you know, wanted to pass down your home. And a lot of clients really see this as a last resort of going and accessing the equity in your home. But, you know, a lot of clients want to pass their family home, maybe down to the kids or through the generations. Mm-hmm. So if you build up a debt of, you know, hundred or $200,000 and then you pass away, you know, it just means that that house may need to be sold at that time, uh, which might be against, you know, your wishes. So it's really about understanding what it is that's important to you. You know, are there any other options out there? Is this the best way to go? You know, and, and how do you manage you know, that ongoing? Wow, that's such an interesting topic. And I'm sure that's be, you know, really useful information for seniors out yeah, there. Absolutely. I think so too. Well, thanks for so um, so much for coming in today, Julie. And everyone who comes in gets a lucky dip, um, which is all about the ethos of our show, which is health and well-being. I'm interested oh, to see what Jules's is going to be, actually. I'm going to pick out here, so I'll just unwrap this quickly. Oh, it's a pedometer. Wow. Well, that's awesome. So I can count the steps and how many do I need to do a day? Is it 10,000? 10, Which is not that easy to do, actually. You'll have to walk back to your office. Well, I might have to walk back to the office or and strap this to my there. son when he goes back to soccer training or something like that. So, oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you very much for having me and thank you for my little gift. Oh, uh, thanks, Jules. It's been great. That. Really interesting. Yeah, we'll have you back. <laughs> Sounds All right. like a threat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks, guys. 
We look forward to chatting to occupational therapist Natalie Mitchell in our next informative podcast, Why Fall If You Don't Have To, a show all about falls prevention. Do you have any topics you want Kylie and Michelle to discuss? Get in touch by emailing letstalkseniors at anglicancare.com.au.